Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die? Would He devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Was it for crime that I have done? He groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond degree. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Well might the sun in darkness hide and shut his glories in. When Christ the mighty maker died for man the creature sinned. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. But drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself away, tis all that I can do. At the cross where I first saw the light And the burden of my heart rolled away It was there by faith I received my sight And now I am happy all the day summer breeze. 
guiding star that shineth all the day. Who is my pilot when the billows are raging? And the way is so dark that I Name. 
and forever I'm in chains, so look for me around the throne. It's on this road to glory, I'm telling my new story, I can feel his hand in mine, he is leading me along to my brand new home, for my jubilations high. Yes, when you look for me, look around the throne, I'll be singing with the angel band, singing glory to his name, and forever I'm in chains, so look for me around the throne. When you look for me, look around the throne, I'll be singing with the angel band, singing glory to his name, and forever I'm in chains, so look for me around the throne. Singing glory to his name And forever I'm in chains Ever I'm in chains So look for me around Oh, the 
It's the song of the redeemed rising from the African plains. It's the song of the forgiven drowning out the Amazon rain. The sound of Asian believers filled with God's holy fire. It's every tongue, every nation, a love song born from a grateful choir. It's all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, He reigns, He reigns. It's all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, He reigns. Let it rise above the four winds, caught up in the heavenly sound. Let praises echo from the towers of cathedrals to the faithful gathered underground. Of all the songs sung from the dawn of creation, somewhere meant to persist. All the bells rung from a thousand steeples, none rings truer than this. When all God's children sing and glory, glory, hallelujah, He reigns, He reigns. It's all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, He reigns. And all the powers of darkness tremble in what they've just heard. Cause all the powers of darkness can't drown out a single word. With all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, He reigns, He reigns. It's all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, He reigns, He reigns. This morning, I just want you to think about on Sunday morning how many people are gathered together in God's house, praising the Lord's blessed holy name. It's the song of the forgiven, drowning out the Amazon rain. The sound of Asian believers filled with God's holy fire. It's every tribe, every tongue, every nation, a love song born from a grateful choir. It's all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, He reigns, He reigns. Cause all the powers of darkness can't drown out a single word. With all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, He reigns, He reigns. It's all 
Father has a plan Though it's hard to see it now You feel you're walking all alone But he is there, no doubt When the storms around you rages And you're tossed to and fro When you face life's decisions Not sure which way to go Stand still, yes And let God move
me when I stray. I want to feel his nail-scarred hands that gently brushed my tears away. Jesus, cause he died for me. Oh, to look into those eyes of mercy that watched over me when I strayed. I want to feel those nail-scarred hands that gently brushed my tears away oh someday i'm gonna thank him for his blood that blood that flowed from calvary i want to see jesus cause he died for me that flowed from Calvary. I want to see Jesus, my blessed Redeemer. I want to see Jesus, my Lord and my Savior. I want to see Jesus, cause He died for me. often sit here as you prepare a message and say, Lord, I hope that what I have today is prepared as something that you would wish to be delivered this morning. But God knows what he's doing and God knows exactly how he wants the service to go. There's been a lot of songs talking about the, the voice of God speaking or I want to see Jesus and victory. And I think that's what the whole service's tenor has been about this morning, about um, Sister Heather saying that song, I want to see, you know, you got to want to see Jesus. You know, if you don't want him in your life, he's a, he's a gentleman, as Brother Mark Pruitt says. He's not going to force his way in and say, well, I'm going to be your Savior whether you want me to be or not. You've got to want him in your life. And you've got to want him in your heart. And this morning you've been gathered in this service, and uh, God has given us a moment here together. And I'll try to be as brief as possible. I'll try not to talk too long. Sometimes they say I talk too fast, but just hang in and hang on, and we'll see what the Lord has prepared for us. This message, Genesis, has come to me from about a while back when um, I had a nephew that went through something very, very serious. And uh, some of you know the story, and we prayed about it. I had a young nephew who tried to commit suicide. And his mom and dad were basically like, uh, what do we do, what do we do, what do we do? And me and Bondi kind of looked at each other and said, you know what, they're in a fight they don't even know they're in. They're in a battle they don't even realize. The enemy is out to seek kill, rob, and destroy, and they don't even know they're in a fight. There's nothing worse than being in a fight and you don't know about it. There's nothing worse than forgetting your wife's anniversary and coming home and she just looks at you a little cold. It's like, what did I do wrong? Now that has never happened to me, fortunately, because she reminds me every time when it's coming. No, that's not true. But you know, there's nothing more worse than that. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about what I feel God has laid upon my heart and 
It starts out a little bit different, but I thought I might be able to get your attention. But a long, long time ago, there was a gentleman, and I don't know, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, it seems like every time rolls into time now, and uh, how long those years ago. But I remember it pretty much my whole life. But there's a little song this country guy wrote, and I'm going to read it because I don't remember it. But once I start into it, you'll all know all, all about it. It says, but the devil went down to Georgia. Y'all know it already, don't you? Bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind. He was way behind, and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sawing on a fiddle and playing it hot, okay, the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too, and if you care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now, you play a pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, because I think I'm better than you. And the boy said, my name's Tommy, and it might be a sin, but I'll pay your bet you're going to regret, because I'm the best there's ever been. Now, we all know how that song goes on and on and on. And Tommy might have won that little battle right there, but what Tommy didn't realize, he was in a lifelong fight that he was never going to win, playing and fighting with the devil. If you today do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you may feel you have battles and victories here and then, but let me here to tell you, you're playing a game that you're never going to win. You're fighting a battle you're never going to win, and you're walking a road that leads to ultimate destruction. Tommy may have won that little battle. He may have come out victorious that day. He may have gotten that fiddle of gold, but he began playing a dangerous game with the devil himself. You know what? A lot of our people in this day and this time are playing that same game. Now, I know many times we can look upon the young people and say, you guys get yourself straightened up and you guys make it right and you all need to get everything figured out. But you know what? There's many people playing that exact same game, dealing with faith, playing with the devil, messing with things that they shouldn't be messing with. And let me tell you what, the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, he never sleeps, he never stops, he never gets tired, and the name game never gets old. Sometimes my grandchildren will come to me and say, Papa, let's play a game. We had our grandchildren for four or five days this week, and me and Bondi always like to talk to each other, says, yeah, we love them to death, but they never quit. <laughs> you know, it's from the moment they walk into the door to the moment they leave, it's play with me, play with me, it's play store, it's play this, let's play bike ride, let's play this, let's play that. Let's play grocery store. Let's play library. I said, let's play be quiet. That's not a game they, that's not a game they want to play. That game just seems no fun. You, I don't, Debbie, you go through it, you know, and it's just like, you know, well, Papa, you got to order something from McDonald's. I ordered 47 times today from your McDonald's. I'm full. You know, they go on and they never quit and they never run out of energy. And of course, because Vondi's feeding them sugar pop ice cream and all those things. 12, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the middle of the night, they're still up going crazy, and she's wondering why we're all worn out. But we love them. But I don't love what the devil tries to do. I don't love the things that he tries to do. It breaks my heart when I see what some people are trying to do and what some people allow. And this morning I want to talk to you a little bit about playing a game that you cannot win. As I said this morning in the brief introduction, we talked about the funny little country song, but... You know, we've all probably heard it. We probably always sang it. We probably, y'all probably knew it word for word. And y'all you know, probably are very familiar with that song. But I began to think about that. And I began to think, you know what? That, that's just something we shouldn't get involved in. And the devil does want us to get involved in the games that he wants to play. 
And some of those gains begin as far back in the book of Genesis. It says now in chapter 3, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, God hath said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, There's our first mistake, starting to talk to him. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of this garden, but of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Right away, the devil began playing a game with Adam and Eve, and he began playing a game that is quite common even to this time. It's called bait and switch. I don't know if any of you ever been involved in a bait and switch type of thing. They bring you in, they try to sell you something, Bobby. They, they call you in and they say, we've got this brand new deal, this brand new stove for $29.55. You know, you, that's a deal. You go in and, oh, that's just an internet special and you can't buy that today, but we have this $800 one you can buy. You know, they pulled you in with something that seemed to be an apparent bargain. But the intent was to switch for either an inferior product or a more expensive product. You know what? That's exactly what the devil tries to do unto you and you may not even realize it. You're involved in the game of bait and switch. You say, no, I'm not. I, I'm living... But you don't realize that the Satan is offering what they thought they wanted but not realizing what he was giving them was death and despair and ultimate destruction. There's many within our society that are doing the exact same thing. They play that game. They play with the devil. They say, I'll have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I'll tell you the story of a young man named Stephen. He was a young man. He grew up in his church. His mom and dad were involved in church. Now, whether they were on fire for the Lord or they were just attending, that's not me to figure out. That's not me for the judge. But they were involved in church. In fact, they grew up. Some of them, they both had proclaimed Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. But all of a sudden, they began involved in the Sunday athletic things. Those things became more important. Your little child's going to be a star. Your little child's got some talent. Oh, your kid, we need to have your kid on the team. And before you know it, every Sunday was involved at this tournament or that soccer event or this football event. And they were never in church anymore. And all of a sudden, that child was a three, four, five-year-old, got to be his six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. And where did that child want to go? He wanted to go play soccer. He wanted to go play football. He wanted to go play these things. And the devil kept offering that bait, and mom and dad just kept grabbing on. That's what our little Johnny wants. That's what our little Susie desires. Those are the things that make her happy. She doesn't want to go to church and sit in church and hear a bunch of old people sing for an hour and a bunch of people stand up and cry and someone stand up and testify, she'd much rather be out with her friends doing the fun things. And I want my little Johnny and Susie to be happy. The devil just says, I got them. Well, all of a sudden, little Johnny and Susie began not to look into mommy and dad anymore. All of a sudden, they became, the peers became their friends. Their social network became their friends. The internet became their friend. The Facebook, the MySpace, all these things. And influences the devil began sending in right and left, back and forth. Little Johnny, little Steve, and little Susie became disillusioned with this life and said, I'm just not happy anymore. Oh, I found an answer. All of my friends are really happy. And all of a sudden, the dark makeup began to get on. The black t-shirts. That rock group, oh man, they're the one. I love music. They're, that music you all play is boring, but oh, I love that rock stuff. Marilyn Manson all of a sudden become a hero. That's the guy I think is really, really cool. 
Well, listen to the words that Marilyn Manson counseled young Stephen with. I am a black widow. I'm an ape of God. I got a face that's made for doing violence. I'm a teen distortion. I'm a survived abortion. And it goes on and on, and I don't want to read any more. Those were the words of counsel. Those are the words of comfort that a young man heard going through a despair of life. Felt that there was no answers. But Marilyn's got all the answers. Marilyn's got it figured out. He's the guy I look towards to. I asked my nephew when I visited him in the hospital, where was Marilyn when you took the pills? Where was Marilyn when you tried to kill yourself? He didn't care a bit. It didn't matter to him a bit. It didn't bother him one bit if you would have lost your life. Because he looks at you as a teen abortion, a, a dis third distortion. I can't even go in all the other words. I don't read them. Please don't go home and look them up because they're nothing but filth. But I told him, your heavenly father knows exactly where you're at today. God knows exactly what you're going through. You were not destined design, nor was this meant to be your destiny. Jeremiah, I have, I know the thoughts and intents that I have towards you. Please do not get involved in the bait and switch that the devil tries to do. He did the same thing to Adam and Eve. And here's some other quotes that I got from somebody. Read about, who do you think this is? And don't shout it out, just kind of keep it to yourself. Unless you really know the answer, because you're not going to win a prize. <laughs> we do five shows a night. We do, we do two shows for five nights a week. And most of the nights we'll go upstairs and sing until the daylight gospel songs. It more or less puts your mind at ease. I know it does mine. Gospel music is the purest thing there is on earth. That man, called the king of rock and roll, won three Grammy Awards all for gospel music. That man was destined to sing for the Lord. But the devil baited him into another life. And all of a sudden it became the alcohol, the pills, the drugs, all those things, the fame, the fortune, the masses, the women, all the things that the devil offered unto him, he grabbed every one of them and died on a toilet seat at 40-something years old. The devil won. I'll give you fame. I'll give you fortune. I'll give you gold cars. I'll give you necklaces. I'll give you all you want. I'll give you it up your nose. I'll give it in your veins. I'll give it down your mouth. Whatever you want, I'll give it all to you. There's the bait. Grab on. But I really had to sell you an inferior product. Don't listen to that Jesus stuff. Don't listen to that God stuff. Listen to what I, God says. Adam and Eve said, but God said, no, God, God's keeping something from you. God's not telling you the whole story. You don't get the whole thing. I've got it all figured out. Listen to me. And she began a conversation she should have never began. In the end, she realized she had nothing but death and destruction. We sang this morning about victory. We sang this morning about hoping. We've seen this morning about desiring. We've seen all to Jesus I surrender. Those are the things that are going to make a difference in your life. Grabbing on to what the devil in this world has is not going to be the satisfaction that you have. Our teens, our young people are involved, and I looked up some of these things, and please do not go home and do some of the same things. I'm 50 years old. Hopefully I've learned a little bit. But our teens are involved in some of the most vile things today that their friends and their peers are telling them to do because it's fun. 
That's what the devil does. He says, hey, let's have fun. You're young. You're indestructible. You'll last a lifetime. You'll never be harmed. You can make it. You're young. You're healthy. You're vile. Well, let me tell you why. They sell caskets for every size. And there is no age limit to buy them. Some of our teens are involved in things such as the choking game where they choke each other until they nearly faint to see what it feels like to be zombied out or whatever. And they think that's fun. Belts around their necks, choking into each other. Wow. And it's a popular thing that our teenagers are doing. Another one they're involved in is the cinnamon challenge. I've never heard of this, but taking pure cinnamon and eating as much as you can, as quick as you can, to try not to get sick. But apparently it's a very caustic garnish or whatever you want to call it, spice and it can it can kill you and they're doing this car surfing getting on top of a car going down the road and trying to surf it on and on and on huffing paint all these things our kids are involved in them because their friends are saying that's fun their friends are saying that's what we do you're going to church you're a nerd you're no fun you're no popular you're not what all the cool kids are we're the cool kids we're sucking pain out of a bag we're the fun kids because we choked each other the other night we're the popular kids because we got high we got drunk and we had ourselves a time come on can't remember it whoever said that I have fun I just remember the fun I had. Now I may be getting a little old, forgetting a few things, such as the chores my wife tells me to do, but I'm still remembering things. But it's sad. The devil is baiting and switching right and left, up and down, back and forth. He'll give you money, guys, dads. He'll give you all the money you want. He'll make you wealthy. You just can't go to church on Sundays anymore. Oh, I can... I can help you make six figures, buddy. I can make you the status guy. I can make you the popular guy. You'll do really, really well, but you won't have time for your family. You won't have time to be a dad. You won't have time to be a husband. You won't even have time to go to church. All you'll have time to do is go to work, come home, grab a bite to eat, and go back to sleep. But you'll have money in your pocket. You'll feel like you are somebody. You feel like you've made it. Well, I've read many stories of millionaires killing themselves because of lack of peace within their life. In the Depression in, what, 1929, whatever it was, millionaires, multi-millionaires jumping out of buildings because they had lost it all. They had lost it all. We all can go into the entertainment and the pleasure that the devil wants to offer you. He says, I want to make you happy. I want to, you know, he'll trade you beauty. For pornography God designs some beautiful people but the devil distorts it into pornography and vile things that he wants our young people and other people to get involved in and the devil says this is what you really want no you want a godly woman woman that honors God is beautiful in spirit and beautiful in mind and beautiful in soul don't let the devil distort those things he'll also give you he'll trade you love for lust Oh, I gotta have her. I gotta have him. Oh, this is more important than anything. Oh, this is the. Oh, if I don't have this situation, I'll just die. That's not what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love isn't a quick, lustful situation. 
but the devil offers it. And a lot of people grab right on. Oh, he'll offer you, he'll, the devil will say, you want joy? I got joy. I'll give you all the joy you want. Here's some cocaine. Oh, you'll feel really great. Oh, here's some heroin. Just pop it up your veins. You'll feel really great. Oh, you want to have a good time? I got Jack Daniels, Moonshine, whatever, whatever, Brandy, Scotch, all them things, them things they make, all them alcohols. They, I got them all for you. Just go down there to the store and buy them and you come home, drink away your problems, you'll feel fine. You won't feel any more pain. You won't feel any more strain. The problems at work won't be there anymore. That old wife won't be that. You'll be so passed out and so drunk and so out of this world, it won't even matter to you what's going on but you'll have a good time. You'll have a blast. The pleasures of sin are for a season, I believe the Word of God says. Satan tried to play this exact game with Jesus Christ himself. He wanted him, he said, he offered him three temptations. The lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the lust of eyes, and he says, if you'll just do these things, jump off, bow down, Make these stones to turn in the bread. If I'll offer you the quick fix. This is what you really need. But what did Jesus do? Did he argue with him? Did he debate with him? Did he discuss it with him? No, he said, get thee behind me. Thou shalt worship the Lord the God thine only. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He didn't argue with Satan. He didn't negotiate with Satan. Let me tell you what. Satan doesn't play fair. He doesn't play the way you want to play. I told the story a long, long time ago, and I feel it needs to be repeated. And if you've heard it, I do apologize. But guess what? I'm up here, and I got the mic. <laughs> All right? But a young man was going on and on and on, and he thought he had a life. The devil come unto him, and he took him to a tour of hell. And he showed him all that. Here's our golf course. Here's our sauna. Here's our casino. Here's our pool. And this guy, man, this is great. You know, hell looks really, really cool. You know, and he's going around, going around, and all of a sudden the man comes to his end of his life and he dies and he signed up for hell. He, he signed the thing and he said, yep, that's where I want to go. And he dies and he goes into hell, but he finds nothing but despair, destruction, doom, damage. And he goes to Satan and he says, what's up with that? That, that ain't the tour you gave me. That ain't what you told me. You, you sold me a raw deal. And he says, that's when I was trying to get your money. Or that's when I was campaigning campaigning when you died you voted devil will sell you a bill of goods he'll make you think it's all out there he'll make you think that those are the answers but let me tell you what it's nothing but a game of bait and switch we've also heard the term making a deal with the devil man time flies when you're having fun <laughs> we try to make a deal with the old devil hey I tell you what I'm really not ready right now, but let, well, let's make a deal here. Yeah, you ever made a deal with the devil? People try to do that all the time. When I was, and again, I caution parents, use wisdom, make sure your kids. I was looking up these terms on the internet. You would not believe what they counsel people to try to do. How to sell your soul to the devil. How to make it on and on and on and on and on. On our internet. On your little Susie and Johnny's internet right there in front of them and I thought wow now I didn't read into them because I have a personal philosophy if it's anything with Satan I don't want to be involved in it I don't watch Rosemary's Baby and I don't watch Vampire This and 
you know, and I know it's kind of cute and funny. And I don't watch Harry Potter. He's a demon-possessed boy battling with a demon. But hopefully mom and dad, you haven't bought little Johnny and Susie all those books. Harry Potter is a demon-possessed boy battling with a demon. He's not a cute little magic boy down in Disney. Now, we might laugh at that and say, oh, you're just silly. You're just blown out of proportion. It's just a little kid's book. Bait and switch. Bait and switch. It ain't going to hurt you. Go ahead. Grab onto that for a while. Get into that for a while. See where that leads you. Devil has an end to that game. But many people play the game of making a deal with the devil. They procrastinate. They say, just give me more time. Let me live my life the way I want and I'll get right later. Just like the rich young ruler said in Luke 9, let me first build and do and do all these things. But the Lord counsels and says, Thy fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. This night. But we do it all the time. We try to play that game with the devil. We try to buy time. We, try to, we talk to God and we say, Lord, I know I came to that Sunday morning service and I know the Spirit of God was moving and that, and that lady in the red dress got up there and testified and talked about a lot of things. That lady over there, she did. And those, I know there's a lot of things, but I'm just not ready today. I'm not ready to make that commitment. And the devil says, good. You know, the devil comes to church. Oh, you all know that. He comes to church. Sometimes he sits right in that pew next to you and tells you, nah, don't do it today. Your friends are going to laugh. People are going to make fun of you. Oh, they're just a bunch of idiots. There's them old fanatical, especially those are, all, those are just a bunch of old fanatics. They're just a bunch of idiots. They have no clue what's going on. They're not the cool folks. Get out of here as quick as you can. That guy up there, and he'll be done pretty soon. Just spare it another 10, 15 minutes. Get out of here. Call your friends up and get on Facebook. and Boy, I'm glad to be out of there. And the devil says, yep, I'm glad you're out of there too. I'm glad that got over quick enough. He said, that was a full-time job to keep you from going forward. That was a full-time job from keeping you to make your life right. But I worked hard today, and guess what? I won again. He plays with time. He also plays the game of persuasion. Agrippa said, Paul, thou persuadest me also to be a Christian. Almost persuaded. Almost made that leap. But he began to look into his life and said, you know, my power, my stage, my prestige, those things are more important to me right now. I, Paul, you talk a good story, but not right now. And the devil says, Phew. I'm glad that I showed you all the things that you'd be giving up if you got a hold of this Jesus. Let me tell you something. I don't think I've given up anything when I got Jesus. Yeah, I did. I gave up darkness, despair, loneliness, all those things. Gave up a lot of things. But oh, what I got in return was so much more. I got a, a life of faith that I choose to live for the rest of my life. Sue mentioned this morning there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And I've said it a thousand times, and hopefully I'll be able to say it to the day, and I do intend to say it to the day I'm gone. If there wasn't a hell to gain nor a hell to shun, I'd still want to live a Christian life. Amen. It ain't about the end time rewards. It's about what I get here. Amen. You know what? I like you all. Y'all maybe can't stand me, but I like you all. You're God's people. I like being around you. I like hearing those songs sung. I like hearing those testimonies given. I like seeing the word of God go forth. I love teaching and hopefully preach. I love this life. I would not want to trade it for any other. The devil also will offer some of us the pleasures of sin. But again, we must be reminded that the pleasures of sin are only for a season. You know, 
I watched a commercial a while ago, and I think I talked about it on a Sunday morning class one time. There was a lady on the TV, and she's crying, and she's very upset, and she says, I didn't choose to be a heroin addict. And I said, yes, you did. When you stuck the needle in your arm for the first day, you made that choice. God does not design you to be a heroin addict. God does not design you to be an alcoholic, drug addict, a reprobate. God has not designed these. You are designed in the holy image of God himself. But the devil is offering many things to distort. The king of rebellion is doing all he can to destroy God's children. He despises you. He doesn't love you. He doesn't care for you. He does not desire your best. All that he wants to do is rob, steal, and destroy. And you're playing his game. Like going down there to the casinos, folks, the house always wins. The house always wins. The odds may be in their favor by 1%, but they always win. You've never seen a casino built out of a shack or a trailer down on the backside of a river. They're multi-million dollar buildings with granite floors, shiny bells and whistles, no windows, no clocks, no time. You don't get out because they don't want you to know that it's time to get out. But the house always wins. The casino owner does not drive a broken down 1970 Chevy whatever. He's probably got a new Cadillac, a new whatever, whatever, one of these fancy cars. He's probably driving one of them electric Teslas. I don't know. They always win. Let me tell you something. The devil always wins if you play his game. So how do we win? How, wow, you're giving nothing but problems and despair. How do you win? I'm going back in the memory of some of you here, and this you can't look up. There was a movie a long, long time ago called by Matthew Braddock, Broderick, and it was called War Games. I don't know if any of you remember this movie. You may not, but it just came to my mind. And you remember, Bobby, in this story, this young man gets in the internet back when it used to be dial-up modems. You know, you kids have never heard of that. It went all day. It took you about 18-point hours just to get in to look at your email. But he got into the internet and he backdoored himself into the government and he found out all of a sudden he began playing this game. All of a sudden he thought it was a computer game and all of a sudden he realized that he was in the national defense system and he almost started World War III. Goes on and on and on. At the end of the thing, it comes up the end and they said, well, you know, they found a way out of this situation. They found a way and they fixed it. And the counsel in the end was by the computer that was going to kill everybody. It says, I found out that the only way to win this game is to never play. Never make the first move. No one wins in global nuclear war. Global thermonuclear war, I think it was called. No one would ever win that game. How do you win against this devil that's after you? Never begin to play the game. Don't give him a moment. Don't give him a time. Give no place to the devil, the word of God tells us within his word. It also... We've talked about so many examples, but if you're playing these games with the devil, stop playing the games. If you have the game of doubt, if you're playing his game, doubt, it comes from Satan himself. In fact, right now, he's coming to you and saying, everything that blowhard has set up there for the last half hour is nothing but fooey. Don't believe a thing he's saying. You need to go read Deepak Chopra's book or Oprah's or this guy's or this guy's or Steve Jobs' book. or all. You got to go get somebody. Who's that guy? He ain't nobody. No, I'm not. 
But the Word of God is something. It's lasted for centuries, it'll last centuries more. When I'm gone, you're gone, and others are gone, if the Lord delays His coming, the Word of God will still stand true. It'll stand true, as Sue said this morning, from a song she learned as a child. She said she learned that song as a child 50-something years ago. I thought Sue was born at least 60 or 70 years ago. I didn't realize that. But it's still true today. Still wanting to see Jesus. These words are still going to be true. Whether you're 5, 15, 55, 75, the Word of God will still be true to you. Do not ever begin once to play the games of the devil. Don't give in to his doubt. If you're doubting that your God can, will, and does care about you this morning, stop playing the devil's game. Also, words of despair. I have no hope. I have nothing to look forward to. You just don't understand my situation. You don't get where I'm at. I can stop right here and say, recall Sue's testimony. But you don't know where I'm at. You don't know the situation I'm in. You just don't get it. No, I may not, but God himself, who designed you, loves you, cares for you, knows exactly where you're at. How many of you can look into your children and know something's just not right? You know something's on their mind. Something's bothering them. They had a bad day in school. Sydney promised and them can walk in, not even say a word. You could just feel it right away. Something's wrong. They had a bad day. Something happened. Oh, it's okay. No, something's not right. And eventually they open up and tell. God knows exactly the same for you. And you may have never accepted him as your personal savior, but he knows something's not right. This morning, he's coming to you. Also, discouragement. Fear. That's a big thing. Some of the Thursday night testimonies that have been coming out, people have been so fearful lately, thinking that the devil can, will, and do. Let me tell you what. Old, uh, the president said, uh, Roosevelt said a long, long time ago after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. And this is the same thing under you this morning. The devil uses fear to drive you. And to have you to be discouraged. Let me tell you what. He has nothing but a game. It is a false thing. All wiles of the devil are not of God. I, I said here, right here, uh, the devil likes to mock, copy, or give you cheap imitations of what God has. How many of you ever gone on vacation and you've seen one of the places you're walking down there saying, you buy yourself a Rolex watch or buy this? On the guy on the street corner for five dollars and you look at it it doesn't say rolex it says roulette or whatever or cartier and it says cardo you know it's not quite spelled right but it looks good it looks like it's the real thing it looks like it's genuine but it's not the real thing the devil likes to offer you all cheap imitations of what god truly wants to give you but let me tell you whatever the devil may throw at you the word of god counsels us it says in isaiah 54 17 then no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Here's the key part of this. Because this is the heritage of the servants of God. In other words, that's what you deserve. Whatever the devil's thrown at you, it shall not prosper because it wasn't, it, he can't beat God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. We got to latch on to that. So that doubt you're experiencing this morning, this fear, that discouragement, that despair, stop playing the devil's game. As I said, we're not playing a kid's game, guys. I like playing games. You know, I joke around with about the grandkids, about doing this, and you know, 
sometimes it can be a really, really fun time, and we have a blast with them, and we joke around with you, do the same thing. But we're not playing a kid's game, guys. We're not playing like a little game of risk where you overtake the world and you kill everybody and kill all your enemies at the end. You put all the pieces back in the box and say, oh, wasn't that fun for a few hours? It's not a game. We're not playing that other kid's board game, sorry. You know, I remember that as a kid. They jump around and you jump on somebody and you destroy them and you kick their thing off the board and you say, sorry. I'm kind of stupid, but they did it. They had another one called Trouble. Oh, I'm in the corner. I'm trapped. I'm in trouble. There's also that other one called the game of life where you spin the little thing and you put your little pieces in the car and you drive them around. You kids probably don't remember that now. It's probably, always, it's probably all on the computer now and you do it real quick. Monopoly, when we were kids, used to take 18.8 hours just to get the money out. And the one that lost never put it back. So Monopoly was a three-day game with nothing but arguments and despair and destruction. Now you kids, I've seen you play it on the computer, you play a whole game of Monopoly in about 15 minutes. But you know what? This isn't a game of life. This isn't something where we just go around the board and, oh, wasn't that fun? Oh, I got sent back to the beginning. Oh, I lost all this. It's not a game, guys. This is true. This is as real as it gets. It doesn't get any more real than this. No more real than this. We've had some fun this morning. We joked around a little bit about sawing on a pit fiddle and playing it hot. But as I said, as whomever is going to sing tonight prepares a song, Tommy began, began a game that day that he was never going to win. Perhaps you're doing the same thing. You're allowing the devil to play, and you're playing his game. You say, but I just don't want to, I just don't, I just. stop playing his game. Stop delaying. Stop stopping. Don't let yourself be persuaded the other way. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Everything that Jesus promised me when I came forward to an altar of prayer on March 8, 1981, everything that his word said he would give me, he gave me. And he has not taken one thing back. And all that he had to give was honorable and righteous and good things. That last part of Isaiah 54, 17 says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. If you were choosing a game up, and we were, all of us played games as kids. Some of us played baseball, we played basketball, we played football. Everybody knew who the best athlete was when you chose. You know, you go around and say, I want him. You know, Larry probably was a kid. Everybody says, I want Larry first. You know, he was the star probably. Are they playing basketball? I want Whitey. He's tall. You know, or they, they, they pick. You know, they always knew who the star was. You know, there's always that little kid on the end. It just wasn't quite that. Like, oh, I'll take him if I have to. No, it wasn't me. I was in the middle. <laughs> but you know what? God knows, and you should know who the winner is. Whose side are you on? Choose ye this day whom you will serve. This is your choice. This is your day. This is the time. Don't worry about how you feel. Don't worry about what other people might think. This is your day. 
Perhaps you're a child of God that's been giving in to the games of the devil. You've been doubting, fearing, going through destruction. You've allowed so many negative things to be in your mind. There's nothing but negativity in your mind. There's nothing but destruction in your mind. Give it up. Give it over to God this morning. Come and say, Lord, I no longer want to carry these things. I want to choose you. Perhaps you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Or perhaps you may have tasted one time and seen that the Lord is good, but you've walked away, you've kept away, you've allowed other things to take priority. Stop playing the game of bait and switch. Stop making a game with the devil. Stop playing his game. Choose ye this day. Choose the way of the Lord. I thank you so much for your time. Sister Becky, Sister Brother Matt, shall we stand?